Hello, world, and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host, Curtis Friesland. This month, my very special guest is, oh my god, I didn't find your, it's at Trav Plays Games, aka Trav from Polykill. How you doing, Trav? Great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I've been looking forward to this, and it's it's an honor to be a part of this. Dude, I am honored to have you here. I feel like you're a Cartridge Club celebrity right now. You're you're the host of the uh, 2018 Best Podcast of the Year. Am I correct? Right? Things are things are pretty hot right now for old Trav. I got to admit, it's been a good year. But uh, as all things do, what goes up must come down. So this might be the beginning of my downfall. Is portable <laughs> where people go to crash? I, I'm not sure. It absolutely is, and I apologize in advance. But while we get here and we <laughs> we got all the the good mojo going, let's keep it rolling. Uh, so yeah, like I said, you are host of Polykill. Fantastic. You know what? Let's flip the script right now. I, I normally do the plugs at the end. I want to plug you at the top right now because you got a lot of cool things going on right now. So if you haven't checked out Polykill, pod, is it the Polykill podcast? How do you want to refer to it? That's what I've been calling it. Sure. Check it out. It's amazing. Uh, you and your co-host, Jake, you guys just kill it every episode. You come up with great discussions. You talk about all the games you're playing, the games you want to beat. Uh, maybe you can explain it a little bit better. That's pretty much it. At the top of the show, we say if, if you're new to the show, we're talking about the games Trav's beaten, the games Jake's trying to beat, and uh, we end it with a, with a fun discussion at the end, which varies between games or some news topic or something like that. Just Really, it's just filler for the show because really all we wanted to talk about were the games we're playing, but that ends up being everyone's favorite part. But um, that's, that's the general gist, yeah. In addition to Polykill, you have also started a new YouTube channel that I want to pimp out right now called Nest Friend. Is that how you're referring to it? Yeah, yeah, Nest Friend. Some people say NES Friend. I'm not real picky about it, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a YouTube channel that it's sort of a. Um, I definitely derived a lot of the format and things from SNES Drunk, which is a another YouTube channel that does mainly Super Nintendo games, and he he ventures around Sega and and, and NES and Steam games. But I I sort of modeled it after that and. Um, and certainly I, I talked to him about it at some point. I've, I've been, I won't say close friends with him, but I've been internet pals with him for a little bit and was like, hey, is this ripping you off too much? Because I really want to do this. And uh, I got his blessing and it's been great. So they're just little five to six minute capsule reviews of NES games. They're absolutely amazing. Can I ask you, what, what is your ultimate goal? Are you going to try and do every NES game? I guess that is, I mean, I, I also collect NES games, so that's another part of me that wants to get all the NES games. So there, there's something about doing them all, I guess. Um, there sure. are certainly ones that I'm looking forward to and ones that I'm not looking forward to, but even those I think can be spin comedically or spun comedically if they're not good games. So I'm looking forward to really looking at the whole library because there's there's obviously more that I, ha I haven't played than I have played. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how do you choose what, what game you're going to do next? You know, sometimes I feel like you have to take one for the team or bite the bullet and kind of do a, a crappy sports game or something, right? Right, yeah. So um, the, I have a, a bit of a spreadsheet where there are certain holidays that I want certain games to go in, right? So, you know, around Halloween, I want to put a few of the scary ones in there. At the beginning of baseball season, I had a uh, you know, I featured the um, the bases loaded series, but really for those in betweens, I have this app, uh, this retro um, collecting app that has a random feature, and I hit random, and that sort of forces my hand to to do and cover whichever one pops up, whether it's good or bad. So um, that's that's really all it is, just a random choice. I love that. Well, absolutely, go check out Nest Friend if you haven't seen it. 
So you got Polykill, you got Nest Friend, you're very busy. In addition to that, you just got back from C3 in Philadelphia. Too many games. How was that? Tell me about that. Absolutely fantastic. Um, to start with TMG itself, it's a, a big trade show, not unlike PRGE, which the West Coasters may be more familiar with, uh, certainly maybe not as big as that. Definitely the biggest retro gaming expo I've ever been to. So a big vendor floor full of bins of gray cartridges for as far as you can see. So definitely something a little different than the flea markets I experience here in the South, which is usually just old bird feeders and Nancy Drew books piled on one another. So it was it was really cool. Um, I ended up spending a lot more money. Well, I, I took out an amount of money and I spent it down to $1, but it was still an uncomfortable amount of money to spend on myself in a weekend. But it was it was really cool. But uh, that's just the first part of it. The rest of it was hanging out with the Cartridge Club. Um, we hung out pretty much every night at the hotel, had you know drinks, dinner, played games together, did some live podcast. And there's you know having done this previously um, in 2018 and again this year, it's slowly starting to feel like more of a family. You know, to me personally, I you know I see uh, everyone is sort of like the brothers and the cousins of of the family, and so it's uh, it's definitely bringing us closer together. And uh, it's really awkward when you're in a room with your entire Twitter feed. It was it was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, I'm very jealous. I wish I could have went. I've been petitioning for C3 2020 to be on the West Coast, so fingers crossed there. We'll see. Oh, good. Yeah, it's uh, there's some talks about it. Maybe we can talk after and, and get some feelers for, for where you think that might be. Sure, might absolutely. Be good, yeah. Uh, well, you're here. We haven't talked at all about what you're here for. Why don't we get to that? We're here to talk about the CC Portable Game of the Month, Season 3. This is the first episode of Season 3. I'm very excited. And this month, we played Batman on the Game Boy. Why did we play Batman? Because it's the 30th anniversary of the 1989 Tim Burton film of the same name. And I thought, what better way to celebrate Batman in 30 years? He's my favorite superhero than playing Batman on the Game Boy. Kind of the unsung Batman game, in my opinion. Would you agree, Trav? Uh, in terms of the Game Boy, or just in general? I think in, in terms of Batman games, you know, uh, obviously you got your, your Arkham games, those are the more contemporary modern games that everybody gravitates towards, but then you got the NES game, which I think uh, a lot of people love, uh, you know, that's got a lot of history there and maybe the even the Batman Returns on the Super Nintendo. I don't feel that Batman on the Game Boy gets enough attention like some of those other games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would agree, actually. I think it's the best Batman game that people overlook. Certainly there's there's even one on the Turbo Graphics, which is not great, but um people know about it and like it because it's kinda silly and dumb. But mm -hmm. this is actually this the one we're about to talk about is is a really solid entry into the Batman gaming legacy, I think. I agree. And just to talk about Batman games for a quick moment, one of the things I love about the Batman games as a whole is they're all completely different. Like for this movie, or, uh, for Batman 1989, there's three video games that came out. The NES one, uh, the Genesis one, and the Game Boy. All three are different games. You know, you talk about uh, adventures of Batman and Robin on the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy. Those are different. Batman Returns, every platform that came out on completely different. Batman never has the same game on the same system. Did you ever notice that? Yeah, that's actually a really good point. And um, in a Nest Friend video that I did, I, I sort of discovered that because I covered the three that were on the NES. And then I, I wanted to dig in and look at the Game Boy ones that were, I thought, ports of the NES ones. 
Um, but they are extremely different, all of them, even when you jump up to the Super Nintendo. If you compare the Genesis to the uh, Super Nintendo games with the same title, they're all extremely different. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. And uh, this one, the one that we're going to be talking about today, is kind of often dubbed the one where Batman has a gun. Uh, it's, it's a little weird. We're going to talk about that in a second, but, uh, first let me give you a little facts. So this originally came out in North America in June of 1990, just June. I couldn't find a specific day that it came out. It just came out in the month of June, 1990, four months after the NES version. This is a separate game, as I said, from the NES version. And, uh, it's the one where Batman has a gun. So let's talk about this game. Uh, Trav, what did you think? Uh, I really like this game, and I found recently that Sunsoft platformers for the NES and the Game Boy are right up my alley. Now, I only have played a – I don't I don't know how many there are, but certainly the, the NES Batman game is, is great. And I recently played through um, Daffy Duck and the Marvin missions on the Game Boy as well. And I don't know if you've played that one, but um, – I have not. It, it's it's Sunsoft and it's it feels like it's the same scale like the Daffy Duck sprites about the size of Batman. Um, oh. It it's the same. I feel like it's the same level of difficulty, sort of the same recipe. There's maybe four levels with a couple stages a piece you play through. Um, but, but the difference is it's more of a jetpack platformer. So Daffy Duck's kind of floaty. You have a limited amount of time on your jumps um, before, of course, you run out of jetpack fuel and that kind of thing. And uh, so I was excited to play this one once I started getting into it because I was like, oh, this is the Sunsoft recipe that I'm totally into. I totally dig. And um, so that's, you know, just to speak generally before we get into the details, I really like the game just based on, you know, going in, I knew I was going to like it because of Sunsoft and just that it is that style of platformer. What do you think about Batman having a gun? Obviously, that's nothing like the source material. Uh, but did it work for you here? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's always going to draw attention to the purists. Um, I, I don't consider myself really a a comic book aficionado. Um, I don't think I found out that Batman's not supposed to have a gun until like maybe a few years ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, he doesn't have a gun. That's right. That's weird. I never even noticed that. But I mean, for a video game, I, I don't know how else they do it unless they just give you different types of batarangs or something like that. I think this kind of game really needs you to be able to shoot something um, yeah. in a platformer. So I, I wasn't too turned off by it. And the weapons are variable enough. I mean, I guess you could really take Batman out and put any other hero in there. And, and that's, it's never a talking point, but because it's Batman, it's a big deal. Um, I, I, I wasn't offended by it. I thought it was fine. It makes me wonder if this was one of those cases where it was a different game and they just put a Batman skin over it. You know what I mean? Right. It very well could have been. I mean, there's very little about it except, you know, maybe um, Joker at the end and some of the set pieces mm -hmm. um, that, that really scream Batman, of course the cutscenes, but yeah, it could have definitely started as, really anything. I do want to talk about the comparisons from this game to the movie because I was surprised how much this game was like the movie. I, I, how much they followed it because it, you know, you got the first few levels. It was really structured very odd too. I just want to point that out. It, 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 it was almost like it was trying to follow the movie too much. Whether that was a good thing or a bad thing, I'm not sure. But, you know, the first level I think is Gotham City, right? And right. then you go to Axis Chemicals for a couple levels. Right. And you fight uh, Jack before he turns into the Joker. He's kind of your first boss. There's really only two boss fights in the game, Jack and Joker. Uh, then you go to the museum, right? 
Yeah, I think you start back in Gotham again and you go into, what is it, the, uh, is it Flugelheim? Is that the, how you say Guggenheim it? The Guggenheim Museum, I believe. Guggenheim, okay. Right. I don't know. Which is like the movie. I mean, Batman <laughs> doesn't really come into the museum, but that there's that famous yeah. scene in the movie where Joker's screwing everything up, uh, singing the print or dancing to Prince songs. And then you go to <laughs> the Gotham Cathedral. Oh, no, sorry. Before the Gotham oh, Cathedral, yeah. you got the Batwing levels you got a couple shoot 'em up levels love that always a change yes. of pace i really like that actually um just to break it up because i think at some point the, the people that made this game were sitting in a room and then was like all right we have batman jumping platform to platform shooting guys then we have batman sh- jumping from platform to platform shooting guys then we have batman you know and at some point they're like why don't we just put a shooter stage in there break it up a little bit and i think it worked great absolutely and it's really fun i was actually surprised with the amount of sprites they were able to get on the screen in this game i you don't see that a whole lot in game boy games this was it was a million things coming at you it was it was pretty great um so you go from the batwing stages to the cathedral and then the final boss fight with the joker so in a nutshell it kind of follows the movie which i don't know i thought was kind of impressive that they were able to do that uh yeah i i agree and i think i do think the nes game um follows a similar similar formula in terms of the set pieces and the order that they go in. Like you, you do ascend the cathedral at the end to fight Joker and, right. and all of that. But um, it is impressive for a Game Boy game that they even even gave it an attempt. I mean, how many times have we seen them not do that in a movie-adapted game, right? So um, I was impressed, and I was actually, I was very appreciative of it too. I could definitely pick out the set pieces you know, in the background and, and all that. So I want to ask you, let, let, let's get into the specifics here. Let, let's talk about the gun first of all. Uh, you, you got a bunch of different upgrades that you can get. First of all, you can upgrade the power of the gun or how many bullets you can shoot um, in addition to the kind of types of, of bullets you can shoot. You got kind of a wavy one, you have a short burst, you have a kind of a boomerang bat symbol that's very powerful. Did you have a, a, a favorite gun you liked to use throughout the game? I found myself picking one and then not getting, not changing the gun once I found yeah. the one I liked. Yeah, same actually. Um, I, I I ended up with the normal weapon a lot because you know you die a lot. But mm. uh, the wave weapon was my friend toward the end of the game. Especially, we'll get into probably the details of the levels. But four of two, course. the, the auto scrolling stage. That's a, I think a lot of people get hung up on and certainly halted my progress for a while. Uh, relied on that through there just because you could have a, you know, a, a little bit of error in your shot and still hit something because of the wave. Um, the power weapon, the the P gun. I liked if I could hold on to it because it was super powerful. I never really got the battering as often as I would have liked. I think I picked it up once and lost it almost immediately, and, and it didn't seem like it was too common to come across. Um, and I believe that's the most powerful gun is the, the batarang gun, which kind of shoots a boomerang batarang that comes back at you. It's, it's, hard, it's a little hard to control, but it's very powerful. Yeah, um, and like I said, I unfortunately didn't get to hang on to it for very long to find it, even find that out, but... Uh, I did notice I, I did a little homework just to make sure I didn't miss anything and watched uh, another playthrough of it where a guy went through and got that tranquilizer weapon, the T weapon. And I don't even remember coming across that pickup or seeing that pickup. But once he powered that up in, when, in the video that I watched, he was almost invincible with it. Like it just one shot would go through multiple guys at one time. So, um, you know, he would just jump and, and shoot where he landed and keep jumping and nothing really touched him until near the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So that would have been a nice one to come across if I had, it, but I didn't. Yeah, well, uh, let's talk about that in a second because I want to circle back to that one. But while we're here, 
Yes, let's talk about that god-awful, infamous level. Is it 4-2 in the cathedral? Yeah, the auto-scroller. auto-scrolling stage. So this is the second-to-last... Well, really, it's the last stage of the game, and then you have a, the boss fight with the Joker immediately right. after this. Uh, mm-hmm. up, up until this point, I thought the game was pretty smooth sailing. You know, it was a fair challenge, but nothing I couldn't get past until I got to this stage. Same. Tell me about your experience. What? How, what? Did, did you beat it? How did you beat it? And how long did it take you to beat it? I did beat it. Um, it did take a very long time. I would say I was probably... I mean, these stages are short, right? Up until this point, you could probably get to this point in the game in about 15 minutes. Um, <coughs> you know, maybe on your first playthrough at 30 minutes, given that you're learning the game. And that halted me for over an hour, probably. And... Um, I didn't want to give up because at that point I was like, I've come this far, even though it would have taken me maybe 15 minutes to get back there. If I had turned it off and came back the next day, started the game over a fresh night of sleep. I know where everything is. I've already played this. Um, I still didn't want to do it. I'm like, I'm staying here. I'm going to beat this stupid level. And at some point it became personal as it does in video games. And, uh, there was, I, I kept incrementally getting a little bit further and a little bit further until there's this one part I'll try to describe it, but it's it's toward the end of the little platforms where you have to sort of jump on the little platforms while the missiles are there. Yep. It's like the, the last missile, there's a weird bunch of platforms, and it's hard to kind of figure out where you need to land, and you can shoot the platforms in advance and mess yourself up. And that took me a long time to really get the hang of um, by itself. That was maybe 30 minutes of repeatedly dying there and, and not really knowing what else to do to make my situation better. Um, but thankfully, eventually I was able to get through it and we'll, uh, we'll probably talk about Joker, but having died to Joker several times, 4-2 was no problem after a while. I think I could go through it um, without really any issue just because of the amount of practice that I had over the hour and a half being stuck there. Absolutely. Yeah, it, this is the one level in the game. You you, you pr- pretty much have to memorize it. Right, yeah. Because it, it's, you know, it's auto-scrolling. You got these guns that are constantly popping up, and if you're in the wrong place, you're you're screwed. You know, you only have so much health, um, and then it comes down to your gun. Now, a couple of good things about this this game: there's unlimited continues, and uh, as you die, say you start back at the beginning of the level, you can power up your gun. You can keep powering up your gun to get it to the to the highest power. Um, for, for that set of lives. Does that and make sense? And what was the highest power? Was the highest power like six or something? It I don't was think like I ever six saw a number over six. Seven, something like okay. that. Yeah. Um, so you could get your gun powered up, which to me was essential for beating this particular stage. Uh, the gun you said you used was the wave gun? Yeah, I guess I entered. Well, I think you get a, a wave pickup right there at the beginning. Yeah, I see. I was very impressed that you did it with the wave gun. That's what I—that was my original strategy: is to try it with the wave gun. It seemed like that was the most powerful gun. It covered a lot of space on the screen. That was the one I was going to go with, but I just—I couldn't do it. And just like you, I played it for like an hour, and I did do it over several playthroughs where I shut it off, had to go through the whole game again, get to right. the end. And this game was—I was—I was rage quitting. I was. I'll, I'll admit <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. I was rage quitting. Like I—I I couldn't. I couldn't take it, you know, and then girl, uh, Layla, she, my girlfriend, she would walk in the room and say like, oh, you know, you're playing this video game. We got to get ready for dinner or whatever. And, and I'd totally do that. Like, you screwed me up. Why did you talk to me? <laughs> Leave me alone. This is all your fault. It's not my fault. 
Uh, yeah. But what I eventually found, and this goes back to the tea gun you were talking about, I believe it's in the museum. There's a moment, and I don't know if you can get this gun at any other point in the game, but you get it in the museum. And once I got that gun, and I realized, it's almost like the laser gun from Contra. Yes. And it's super powerful, like right out the gate. Once I got that gun, I didn't do anything else. And when I got back to 4-2, it was easy breezy, lemon squeezy. I, I beat it in, at that point I had so much of the, the level memorized that I beat it in like a couple couple tries. It was, wow. it made all the difference in the world. And it made a difference when you got to Joker, which we can oh, yes. talk about. Oh yes, I bet, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I wish I'd, I'd picked up that gun because I after watching that the playthrough that I watched of the guy, I mean, it, it made the game look like a completely different game. Mm-hmm. You know, it brought the difficulty down, like way down. Yeah, and I think the only level you can get it in, I I could be wrong, and I'm probably wrong, but the only level I saw it in, because I was going through the entire game, like I said, I played this over multiple days, I was going through every level and hitting every box to see where the guns were. And I was like, okay, I got to remember these guns. And that's the only time I remember seeing that. Now, it could you could get it maybe after that as well, because I would stop getting the gun things, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, I was going to say, you had to do a really good job of dodging weapon pickups. You inevitably hit a block, especially Correct. with that gun. You're going to be hitting them all the time. Right. And you had to play near perfect. I guess you didn't die or get a continue. So that's still, it's it's tough. I got very good at racking up lives. So I would have like seven or eight lives by the time I got to the cathedral. That's smart. There, there are a decent amount of extra men just hanging out. So that's, they, that's yeah, one good thing the about the game. The game's pretty generous. Yeah. 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 Uh, so let's talk about the Joker. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. So um, getting to him, you know, after beating 4-2 and then realizing, okay, this is the final boss, I knew already that if I died to him, I was going to be starting over at 4-1, playing 4-2 again several times. So I was already, as soon as I got there and saw that, how tough he was, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a long night. So I uh, just dug in. And with the P weapon, now I would have loved to have had this tranquilizer weapon, and I also, I didn't get the, uh, what is it, the the bat wings that will uh, protect you, go oh, around Oh, those you. are great. I could never hang on to those long enough. Those are, yeah, we I, should talk about that just as a little sidebar. They're, it's almost like a shield you can get that follows yeah, you around. And you, and, and you can stack them, too. You can mm-hmm. get, you know, four of them and just have a, a almost an impenetrable shield around you, and it does damage to enemies if you're close enough. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to have had that and or the tranquilizer weapon when I got to uh, Joker. Um, but getting there with just the P weapon, I would say it's it's prob- it's well over 100 hits to, to get him to go down. I mean, it took me several tries. I would get – I mean, I'm just constantly spamming the, the, the attack button and – probably five solid minutes of doing nothing but but hitting him and trying to stay alive. I'm having to jump over all of his attacks and everything, and um, it, it just takes forever, and I knew I would get so close because I'm like, how much longer can he take? I mean, it, and, and there, were, there was a point in time where I was like, maybe the wave weapon can't hurt him. Maybe I'm here just shooting at a wall and nothing's actually happening. Right, because he doesn't he have a health bar or anything. He doesn't have a health bar, and he was taking, it was taking forever. Um, but when I finally did beat him, I had jumped over. He does like a three-shot... And you can jump over it. And um, I had jumped over it and taken damage. And I was like, I'm like one more hit. Like he could have, you know, his bad breath could have killed me if I was close enough. But uh, thankfully he went down and, and I was Rocky, you know, 
Balboa fists in the air, <laughs> excited about it, you know, trying to be quiet because the baby's asleep upstairs, but doing the quietest 32-year-old man excited about beating a Game Boy dance I could possibly muster. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. And it, the Joker is just a, a ridiculous amount of health on him. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it does take a good, like, five minutes just to take him down. And it's not so much, I didn't find it that difficult because you kind of get into a, a rhythm and a pattern on how to dodge and jump over his bullets and everything. It's just, it's so repetitive and you have to do it for so long that you make any yeah. little mistake, eventually it's going to wear you down. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the um, the Dracula fight in Castlevania on the NES in that he sort of has the same attacks. It's like this straight shot, um, then a three-pronged shot that you sort of have to jump over. And it's just, it's constant aerobatics just to dodge him. And that's sort of what's wearing you out. And I think at some point, the you just the fatigue sets in you start getting sloppy because you're yeah. like oh, he's got to be getting close he's got to right. be getting close and you shortcut a jump or you're like i'm just going to take a hit on this one just so i can keep spamming and uh, that's where he gets you man <laughs> yeah i completely agree um and that's kind of batman on the game boy in a nutshell do you have anything else you'd like to add about this game um not really other than i thought you know, for a game that's sort of simple in terms of what it is, a, a, an action platformer where you, you're Batman and shoot a gun, shoot a gun. Um, there were a lot of variety. There was a lot of variety in the in the things you could pick up. We talked about the the weapons. Um, you could actually power up your weapon. You could also accidentally power down your weapon if you picked up the wrong icon, that was which mean. I thought was weird. Why would it they was, do that? That's like the the bad mushroom in Mario: The Lost Levels. Right. Yeah. And like, I why didn't does that know, even exist? I actually didn't know it was bad until today when i was like let me look through the manual just to see if there's anything i missed and i was like oh that thing was bad and i kept picking up i thought it was good so i i wasn't even paying attention to what it was doing to me so that was kind of bad and what's funny um, is it has a black background so it stands out a lot so you think while you're playing the game like i want to get this it shows up really well on the screen this must be a good thing and it's bad. exactly yeah it's 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 bad for sure uh, there was a power up where you could get a faster bat wing um, I never saw that because I didn't hold on to the bat wing for more than there? a minute. Yeah. And there was a, cl a, a screen clear thing you could pick up. So there's the screen you know, there's clear thing was lame because it would all, they, they always put it at the moment where there's like one guy on the screen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And um, you can't pick it up and take it with you. So it's, what's the point? Right. But you know, all that said, I thought it was pretty decent in terms of, it, it tried to make it, um, even though it was an action shooting platformer there's enough variety there i think you could you could play through it again and try to focus on a different weapon and have a completely different experience um absolutely so, and it's so not a long game about. you know you can it's beat not. this you know uh trial and error aside you could probably beat this game in about a half hour i would say yeah Maybe even yeah less. definitely yeah i mean in the uh the game boy long play i watched where the guy didn't die he, he clocks in at about 30 minutes so yeah um yeah, definitely. And I, I think you could, you know, a lot of that's the first, I'd say by the time you get to the shoot 'em up level, that's probably only 15 minutes. It's it's 4-1 and 4-2 that really put the brakes on the game and test your metal. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, Trav, are you ready for my three questions of doom? I guess I have to be. Pretty much. You're stuck here. <laughs> Question number one, is this a good portable game? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely. think so too. Unlimited continues. You can beat the whole thing in a half hour. What more do you need? Yeah, and it's it's a controls are great 
for a Game Boy game especially. I think it's similar enough to the NES game that, um, and, and that game is great. I think it can be talked under talked in the same breath. So yeah, I think it's good. There you go. Question number two: Should this game belong in your collection? Uh, I think if you have any issues about, I some people like I don't like movie tie-in games for some reason. There's those Most people. Most of them are pretty terrible. Right, but this I think is. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of too many that are bit much better than this. Um, this is the exception that proves the rule. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think this has to be has to be in the collection. It's in my collection. I'm proud of it. Yeah, oh, me too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, it, why not? You know. Uh, question number three out of five, five being perfect. How would you rate this game? Mm, can I use decibels? No, there's no decimals, no halvesies. Okay. Just big old solid numbers. Oh, man. I would have to say four because I, I don't really know what perfection would be, but it's close. I think it's pretty good for a platformer especially. I give it a four as well. Um, I don't know what would make it more perfect. I only know that there isn't a whole lot of depth to the game. You know, it's pretty right. straightforward. Run, gun, shoot, jump, rinse, repeat. You know, there's there's not much to it. And that's totally fine. But I think when you're going to label something perfect, it's got to have a little something more, you know? I agree. And uh, we didn't really talk m as much about the, the shoot 'em up level. Um, yeah, I we thought can it talk was, about that. Yeah, just to throw it in how, how that really varied it up a bit. I mean, I don't think it would have been as good if it were just, if that was replaced with just another platforming stage. I think having that in there, um, was kind of a nice break, and it was something I sort of really enjoyed. And if when I think about that game, I think first about those levels because I'm like, that was so unexpected. I had mm -hmm. no idea that was in there when I played it the first time, you know. And um, and it it does so well. It's actually a lot better than some games that are dedicated shooters on the Game Boy. I mean, that those couple yeah. of levels there are very good. So, couple things to uh, say about the shooter levels. One, I love they do the cutscenes in between the levels, right? And right before the shooter level, Batman like runs and jumps in the Batmobile and drives off. So I, I'm thinking in my head the first time I'm playing it, oh, it's time for a Batmobile stage. And then it goes <laughs> to the Batwing. No explanation. Right. Uh, yeah. I thought that was funny. And then the second thing, I loved that you could shoot in front of you and behind you. And that kind of became part of the strategy. Yes, that was a realization I had or, or a discovery I had after dying a few too many times i was i was like i'm just gonna hold these buttons oh you can auto fire from both ends like i had no idea yeah if so. you just hold them both down you can just do it both yeah yeah, yeah. uh shades nice. of tailspin in there where you could shoot backwards i like that oh yeah uh cool so we both gave it a four um we are almost done with batman on the game boy but before we do i wanted to talk about some other great batman games out there i put the word out there on twitter i do apologize it was a little later than usual i said give me some of your favorite uh, batman games and i'm going to read some of those off right now it should come as a surprise to no one that a lot of people were saying the arkham games uh, for those instance, are great sean p1 says arkham asylum all the way rocket sauce said arkham city buried on mars said arkham asylum trav have you played the arkham games I have. I'm an Arkham Asylum guy. I, I mean, all well, all three. I didn't play Origins, but the the actual uh, trilogy itself. I think the Rocksteady trilogy. I really enjoyed Asylum a lot. 
You're so you're OG. See, I'm more of a city guy. I liked the second yeah. one. They're all great though. Honestly. They are. They are all great except for Night. Night's uh, could be better. I didn't like the Batmobile stuff. Yeah, a little clunky. Uh, who is this? Hold on. Let's see. Geoff Good Gamer Four. Okay, this is going to be at Super Geoff Twenty Two. He actually gave a few uh, titles. He had Adventures of Batman and Robin for the Super Nintendo. Another underrated game, I think. That one's really fun. Uh, Batman for the Nintendo. And uh, Return of the Joker for NES as well. Um, yeah. All great games. Have you played Return of the Joker, Trail? I have, yeah. That, yeah, one's, that one's hard. It's hard, yeah. Yeah, definitely. A little bit of a different flavor than uh, the first one as well because the, the, the boss fights turn into these... Uh, sort of one-on-one thing well all boss fights are one-on-one right but they they it 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 switches to the the way it does like the life the life turns into a number instead of a meter and it's it's kind of weird but yeah yeah it's harder yeah it's weird uh sean patterson says arkham knight so there's one vote for arkham knight uh and actually, Geoff, who we just talked about, he said that was his favorite of the Batman games, too. So that's two votes for Arkham Knight. Interesting. Could be could be Jeff. Could be a, a Jeff with a G, maybe? Oh, it could be Jeff. Yeah, I bet you're right. I apologize. Geoff is fun to say, though. Who said? Nobody's named Geoff, right? That's not even a name. <laughs> what am I saying? That doesn't even make sense. Geoff. <laughs> what should we name our kids, honey? Well, how about Geoff? Now what if his name is Geoff? Now you're offending him twice. <laughs> You're right. I'm just going to shut up. I'm sorry, Jeff Geoff. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I said it. Ramvox says Arkham Asylum. There you go. And he said honorable mention to Super Nintendo Batman Returns. I agree. That's the Batman I grew up with. That's the one I remember the most. I love that game. Beat em up. Best, one of the best single player beat em ups on the Super Nintendo. There you go. And then Josh Leslie, finally, uh, at Frantic Society, said either Arkham Asylum or Arkham City. So he says Arkham City has the best story of the franchise, but I think overall more focused experience makes Arkham Asylum a bit better. I did like the small map on Asylum. I think that's what gets me. I knew it inside and out, and it sort of made me real intimate with it, and that's why I liked it. Yeah, I do. My favorite stuff in the Arkham games is is the stealth missions. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I spent most of the game in detective mode. I don't know if most people do that, but I do that. I just put on detective mode and I sneak around. I barely play the game in regular (laughs) mode. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Not the way to play it, but yes. So those are some great ones. Um, Do you have any that you'd like to give a shout out to, Tram, while we're talking about Batman games? Yeah, I I actually quite like the Telltale uh, Batman games that um, came out. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the first one. One of them was called Batman Enemy Within, I believe. I think that's that the, second the, um, second the second one. I think the first one's just called Batman the Telltale Game. It, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I actually enjoyed those. I thought they were okay. A lot of people um, were indifferent, but uh, I thought there was some twist in there that I really didn't see coming, and I, I enjoyed it. Fantastic. I, I, I would like to check those out. Um, I do like the Telltale Games. I don't play them enough. Uh, one game that I would like to point out is the Sega CD version of The Adventures of Batman and Robin. Now, this is a... Uh, every stage is a driving stage right, in the Batmobile from the animated series, right? But what I love about this game is they crafted an animated series episode specifically for this game. 
Did you know that? Oh, wow. I did not know that. That's interesting. So, obviously, they got the FMV full motion video stuff on the Sega CD games. And this game has a unique Batman the Animated Series episode within the game. I love that. And I wish there was more stuff like that. And that one's kind of hard to find, right? Or it's at least a little pricey. Is that right? It's a little pricey. Um, yes. And it is hard to find. But it's not impossible to find. But if you get a chance, check it out because it's really fun. And it's just... Sure. It's neat. It's got that. And that is it for Batman on the Game Boy. Woo! Trav, that was crazy. <laughs> Great game. Good choice. Thank you. Did you choose that one all by yourself, or did you pull the audience? Or I did. No, I did that one all by myself. Typically, Good job. June, uh, I try and do a, a crowd pleaser. That's always the beginning of the season. You know, this is the beginning of season three. I always try and choose a big game that everyone loves. And I knew that the Batman anniversary was coming up. So I wanted to do, I've been wanting to do Batman for a while. And I thought, what better time to do it than now? So that is how I chose it. Good choice. Speaking of choosing games, why don't we talk about what is coming up in CC Portable? Travis, you are very lucky because you get to be here while we, for the first time, tell the world what is coming up in CC Portable for the fall. But first, let's talk about what's coming up for the rest of the summer. So this is our summer of platformers, as I've mentioned before. We started with Batman. Next month in July, we are going to be playing Super Princess Peach for the Nintendo DS. Have you played this game before, Tram? I've not. I'm, I'm interested, though. Do you know anything about it? Well, I'm hoping that it's a game where you get to play as Peach, because that, that's just not common enough, in my opinion. You are correct. I don't know if there's any other Princess Peach games. I, I think I mean, this is the only one. I think you can play as her in Mario 2 on the NES, but uh, and, and of course in the Mario... Well, right. But, some of the, but, some one of the ones, that but she's actually, not by herself. Yeah. Right. Well, this one is interesting because, yes, you can play as Princess Peach. It's a platformer, not unlike Mario World, for instance. Uh, but what makes this game a little controversial is she's got these special powers, and they're all based on emotions, right? Mm. So she's angry or happy or sad. And some people say... It's a little sexist, so we will be diving into that next month in July. Good luck. I'm not on that episode, right? No, I want. I got to get Good. a lady. I got to get a female perspective on That's that fair. episode. Uh, Good. So yeah, look forward to that. And then coming up in August, we're going to be playing Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures. So this is going to be the first game based on AVGN. There are two games out now, and you can play this across a multitude of platforms. I will be playing it on the 3DS. That's where I originally played it. And if you haven't played it, check it out. Trav, have you played that? I've not. Is it downloadable? It is, is absolutely a, downloadable. I think you is can it only it downloadable? On, uh, yes. I, I don't think they've done a physical release of it yet. Gotcha. Um, I don't have a 3DS, so I'll have to find a way to download it. But play I believe it. you can get it on PS4, uh, Switch. I think you can get it on a bunch of stuff. Cool. Good to so, know. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. You can find it all over the place. And now, drum roll. what's coming up this fall? In September, we're going to be playing... Well, first, let me go back. In September, the theme of the month is Shmup-tember. So we've never played a shoot-em-up on CC Portable, and I thought, what better time than Shmup-tember? And we're going to be going weird here. We're not going to be playing... Uh, one of those common games you, you, you've maybe heard of before. We're going to be playing something a little bit off the beaten path, and that is Nanostray 2 for the Nintendo DS. Why Nanostray 2? 
well, I don't have the first one on the DS, and I hear the second one's better, so that's why. <laughs> Fair, but, yes. And it's weird, that, right? It's it uh, something weird. to force people to come out of their shell a little bit and play something that maybe they've not heard of. Absolutely. And uh, it's great because it switches back and forth between vertical scrolling levels and horizontal scrolling levels. So you kind of get the best of both worlds because shooters tend to be either or. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And this, uh, this is a little bit of both. So that's what we're going to be playing in September. Then in October, we're going to be doing another vote where you guys are going to decide what spooky game we're going to be playing for October. I'm putting up three games to vote on this year. The three games are Resident Evil Gaiden for the Game Boy Color, Castlevania II Belmont's Revenge for Game Boy, and the perennial loser on the October vote is nine 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 for the DS. I've been wanting to play that game forever. They're all great games. I don't want to influence you guys. Please go vote for nine nine nine. Trav, what do you think? <laughs> Belmont's Revenge, please. But yeah. no, that's a that's a good group of games, man. I would be happy to play any of those alongside everybody. That's a, that's a really good selection. It's hard to vote. Absolutely. I have a feeling Castlevania is going to win. I feel like people have been itching for Castlevania for a while now, and I'm totally happy with that. It's a great game. Not Castlevania Adventure. This is the second one, Belmont's Revenge. Castlevania Adventure, not so good. Belmont's Revenge, great. Yes, yes. And then in November, we are going to be playing our very first Final Fantasy game. Can you believe it, Trav? Man, it's taking this long. I know. You no know, shooters, I'm, and it'll be your it'll be your first shooter and your first Final Fantasy in the same season. Season three is packed. It is just we're coming out swinging, you know, guns a blazing. And not only that, it's going to be our first mana game as well. What you say? Huh? How can it be the first mana and Final Fantasy game? That's because we're going to be playing Final Fantasy Adventure. Now, Ooh. I know that's not really a Final Fantasy game. It's it's really just a mana game with the Final Fantasy name slapped on it. But that doesn't it make it any less of a game. In fact, it's an amazing game, and I'm very excited to play it. Have you played yeah, it? Yeah, I've not played it, but I can now. Thank you. It's kind of a... Do you know anything about it? Only what you just said. <laughs> well, it's. It, have you ever played Secret of Mana? I have played that. It's the first one of that. Oh, okay. So it's kind of got that top-down Zelda uh, action-adventure RPG. Uh, I'm way in, then. Yes. Way in. Yes. That's cool. Yes, it's going to be very fun. I'm very excited. Uh, you may be wondering, wow, that's a lot of Game Boy games uh, that we've, we've been playing this year. And that's right, because you know what? I kind of dropped the ball. This year is the 30th anniversary of the release of the original Game Boy. So I thought, we got we to gotta play some more Game Boy games. Am I right? Uh, you're right. You're right. And there's a lot of good Game Boy games out there that we have yet to play. So that's what we're going to be playing coming up this fall. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know much else I have. It says next in the outline that we have plugs. Oh, I guess I can plug the Cartridge Club. But I already plugged you, Trev. We'll plug you again. Don't worry. Anyway, <laughs> check out the forums at cartridgeclub.org and please share your experiences alongside us. You can always find me on Twitter if you want to do it there. I am at CCPortableUnite. And let me, go, uh, let me know what games you'd like to play or if you'd want to be a special guest like my buddy Trav here. Speaking of, Trav, where can we find you? 
even though we already talked on, about this. I'm literally just reading what I always say. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I am on Twitter at TravPlaysGames and also at Polykill. And you can find my next friend YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash NES friend. And yeah, that's, that's about it really, I guess. Uh, that is plenty. And I would encourage yeah. you to all go and check out everything he just mentioned. Cause it's amazing. And with that, I want to thank you for being here, Trav. Yes, it was a, absolutely. It was awesome. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I was actually really jealous of base guy when he got to do gargoyles and uh, I was like, hopefully I get a Game Boy game. You mentioned Batman. You reached out. I was super excited. So anytime, please call me back. Heck yeah, absolutely. And that goes for all you out there. If you want to talk about a game, let me know. You know, I don't, I don't get enough people coming at me telling me they want to talk about a game. It's always after the fact, like, oh, I wish I could have been on this episode. I wish I could have been on this episode. Tell me. You let me know. I will get you on. That is what <laughs> I do. Uh, and with that, I will say we will see you guys next month for Super Princess Peach. CC Unite.